0: This is People Every Day. Coming up, your guide to summer 2021. All the entertainment and lifestyle tips and tricks to make this season as hot as it feels. Plus, actor-comedian Billy Eichner on how to socialize again and his groundbreaking new rom-com. It's July 9th. Hi, folks. This is People Every Day. I'm Janine Rubenstein. And happy Friday to you all. I should say Summer Friday, because that is exactly what we are celebrating with today's show. We are just a few weeks into the hottest season. Personally, my favorite season, even if that makes me sound cold-blooded. So we're going to have some fun today and bring you people's best entertainment and lifestyle tips and tricks to make the most of your hot girl, hot boy, hot person summer. Uh, Some of my favorite summer memories involve me and my siblings, Ripping down a makeshift slip and slide on the grass out front of our apartment building <laughs> or me holing up in my room to read Sweet Valley High Malibu Summer because I loved me some SVH. As an adult, though, I have to be basic and say rooftop margaritas with friends make me the happiest. And later in the show, I catch up with actor, comedian and Billy on the Street star, Billy Eichner, who's here to discuss how best to get back out there and socialize this summer and shake off the awkwardness brought on by all the isolation of last year we also get into the latest on his highly anticipated rom-com bros so stick around for all of that my advice, if you are not looking to get all the way back out there, been something amazing. And now People TV editor Brienne Heldman is here to share her top picks for what to watch this season. Hi, Brienne.
1: Hi, this is my favorite, favorite thing to talk about. There's so many good <laughs> things this summer. Right, right. Okay, so what is on the top
0: of your, well, actually, what's trending in the world of TV right now?
1: Right, so right now this week has brought us many gifts, starting with the reboot of Gossip Girl. Did you miss me? I know I've missed you. This Gossip Girl obviously is far more diverse than the Gossip mm, Girl of yes. Blair and Serena, but it also it also knows what it is a little better. It it plays to its audience. It's it's full of winks and fun and jokes and references to the original. I don't want to spoil too much, though the ep- the first episode is out. But one of the biggest changes is that they reveal who Gossip Girl is right at the beginning. But this cast as you might expect, is absolutely mm-hmm. dropped it gorgeous. The last one wasn't too shabby
0: either, so that makes sense. No,
1: I mean, it is so much eye candy between the clothes and the people. And if you're a Maisel fan, Luke Kirby, who I think of as Hot Lenny Bruce from Mrs. Maisel, <laughs> is the like hot dad on the new Gossip Girl, which no one's talking about, so... um Tune in for that because I live for him.
0: All right, what's what's another? I, well, I'm looking at your list here. Love Island.
1: Yes, yeah, so that also just sounds dropping like this week is season three of Love Island, uh, the US version. UK obviously was the with the first to kick off this franchise, which is just it's perfect trash television. <laughs> like perfect I, trash television. I am pretty against using that term, but like that is what Love Island is. You know what it is. Getting into it, it's several episodes a week filmed in somewhat real time. So what you see happen on oh, wow. an episode happened within the last 24 to 48 hours in real life. All I
0: know is my my, I, my in-laws love watching the Game Show Network and there's a commercial that airs for Love Island on Game Show Network where this woman is just like I love you and the guy <laughs> just... <laughs> Kind of tilts his head and looks at her and then looks down and I'm like, oh, Lord, yeah, that, <laughs> what is this show? That's,
1: that's all you need to know. Uh, and, you know, as the name implies, lots of bikinis, lots of like fun in the sun. Uh, and there's certainly lots of great romance shows coming. Of course, I have talked on the show already about Sexy Beasts, which is coming to Netflix, where mm. people are dating dressed in head to toe makeup and prosthetics. It's looks bananas. I cannot wait. That's coming in July. Oh my gosh. So good.
0: (laughs) How about, how about one of those award winning shows that you have on here? Ted Lasso is back.
1: So one of the best things about this summer is that we get the sophomore seasons of some of last summer's biggest hits. And that includes Ted Lasso. And I will tell you that I just watched the premiere episode of season two And it is everything you want it to be. It is just as great as season one. It's so funny, so full of heart. It is just, it is a special show. And I do think, you know, we have Emmy nominations coming next week. I think Ted Lasso is gonna be a huge part of that conversation as well.
0: Who is dominating, would you say? Uh, Hulu, Netflix, uh, this summer, like what is the streaming service that people are like, you're gonna get the most bang for your Buck.
1: Well, I think that it's really hard to say right now. I think Netflix is going to have a pretty big July with Never Have I Ever returning and mm-hmm. Outer Banks returning for season two. Oh, and that Naomi Osaka and docuseries. the Naomi Osaka docu series is coming, which is mm-hmm. going to be amazing. So, I think Netflix is going to have a big big July, but I think Hulu is just kind of sitting there going, all right, HBO Max, you've got your Gossip Girl. We're going to take over August because Hulu is bringing the stars in such a big way in August. It's going to be insane. So they've got Nine Perfect Strangers, which is the adaptation of the Leanne Moriarty novel, Leanne Moriarty, for those who don't know, is who wrote Big Little Lies. And this is kind of just as massively star studded. Nicole Kidman, Melissa McCarthy, Bobby Cannavale. Like the cast is bonkers. (laughs) And then they also have Only Murders in the Building, which looks like kind of a madcap comedy with Martin Short, Steve Martin and Selena Gomez.
0: Oh, my goodness. I mean, I know we're supposed to be getting outside, but like, look, he just gave me so many reasons to spend the next two months.
1: No, make sure that on my couch. Yep.
0: (laughs) I love it. Brianne, thank you so much.
1: You're so welcome.
0: And now it's time to talk fashion, summer fashion. Okay, we are outside again. What does that feel like? And we need to look the part. So I am joined by Andrea Laventhal, who is our beauty and style director at People and just hilarious. Uh, If you know her, you've heard her on this show. Uh, But she's going to take us through the top trends and what to wear and what not to wear. So hey, Andrea, how are you doing? Hi, Janine. Take me into some of the things that you feel are the top trends that, you know, people don't have to do, but... It looks pretty cool if you did. So there's a bunch of trends that we're
2: seeing on celebrities, and I would label these try at your own risk. Okay. And I say that because celebrities wear things that the rest of us might like to look at, but necessarily doesn't work in our own lives. So while I never want to discourage anyone from trying any trends, live your life, wear whatever you want. I just want to say, perhaps these aren't always the most wearable, but I still want to share them with you because, well, they're fun. Okay. 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 Listening. So I've been seeing a lot of bra tops, Janine. Now I don't think that would fly in really any office environment, but a bra top... Worn as a top mm-hmm. is a thing now, um, thanks to young Hollywood and and global warming. Maybe I mean I, it's getting yes, hot. Let's blame <laughs> the climate, climate. And it's like sometimes they wear them with a high waisted to- uh, pants or short or skirt to make it a little more demure, so that the strip of skin isn't quite mm-hmm. as vast. But then um, something on the complete flip side that's a little more wearable is what the fashion industry has dubbed. Cottage core. This what? is the world of nap dresses. This is picture you're having a picnic on your estate in the English countryside. Your dress is tiered, it's billowing in the breeze. Okay. You have some smocking on top, a little ruffle perhaps, you know, a wicker basket in your hand filled with some cheese and a lovely bottle of wine. It's very cottage core, as if you were, you know, Gretel and Hansel and Gretel. Um, <laughs> Um, but make it fashion as we say. so that's been happening the whole nap dress trend and really it's like how can I wear a nightgown but make it look like I'm wearing clothes?
0: and this is the answer to that. I love it. okay moving over to beauty. can you name a few products a few beauty products uh, that are good I'm just gonna go rapid fire because I know you have a mil- you have- your collection at home is is unreal um, you and the entire beauty team here but so what's a good sunscreen?
2: Everyone loves Supergoop. They have their unseen sunscreen, which is true to its name. It feels like nothing. It's like featherweight. It's invisible on the skin. But if you want a little bit more of a glow, which I love, I like to look like a light bulb, like meets (laughs) disco ball, even in daylight. I wear their glow screen, which is their sunscreen that has shimmer in it. And it's very subtle, as much as I was joking about looking like a disco ball. It's like no makeup makeup. I feel like I don't have to put on a lot of foundation or anything like that because it just gives my skin this like nice... Shimmery look. And then what about a lipstick
0: recommendation? Because you were talking about those. What, what's a good
2: line? One of the perennial favorites that everyone loves is CoverGirl Exhibitionist. Ooh. It has won um, our coveted beauty award before. And that's because it comes in like 50 shades and it's just the most beautiful range. You can pick out any color, it wears forever good luck getting that stuff off. That's the point. You don't want it to be trans, you know, transfer, especially when you do have to wear a mask. I know. Right. right? Oh, that was the worst. I know. So this lipstick, it's nice and moisturizing. It comes in a cream finish, a demi matte and a metallic. And it's just a favorite of makeup artists and editors. And it's so affordable because it's at the drugstore.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, Andrea, you always have the best sayings. So so what would be your word to the wise for people stepping out this summer and trying to look and feel their best.
2: Honestly, the way I've been shopping this season is stuff uh, that makes me smile. I've been calling it style that makes me a smile. So I love have stories that, that make you smile yes. in the magazine. I'm calling it style that makes you smile. This is not a time necessarily to worry about you know, following the trends or wearing a certain color, mm-hmm. the color of the season, this thing. These are all fun guidelines. Really, let's just have fun with fashion again. It's been so long since we shopped to actually go anywhere. Mm -hmm. You should wear stuff that makes you feel good.
0: Next up, I have some fun with the man with the mic, Billy Eichner. Stick around. Billy Eichner, everybody, the hit actor, comedian, and producer, and I'll add fearless interviewer, is here for a, a decade now. He's cracked us all up with his Emmy-nominated comedy game show, Billy on the Street.
3: Sure, for a dollar, you ready? Yes. Name three seven dwarves. Three of the seven dwarves. Go. I'm sleepy. That's one. Grumpy.
0: One more. And grumpy. Yes, there you go. Take it. Yes where he has taken to the NYC streets and quizzed pedestrians about pop culture and his ambush approach, the questions, his commentary are nothing short of hilarious. And he is set to bring even more laughs to the big screen soon in the upcoming Jet Apatow-produced rom-com bros, the first gay rom-com from a major studio, I have to say. But for today, Billy is here to help us all figure out how to socialize again. Yes, as the world finally opens up more, we're grabbing drinks with friends again, planning trips, Have we forgotten how to act or our social cues? So, Billy, hi, help us. Hey, how are you? (laughs) I'm good. I'm good. It's great to have you on. Thanks for having me. So, what are you noticing out there? What's the awkwardness that's going on? Have you felt it yourself? I feel like there was an SNL spoof about like coming out of quarantine and being like, should I shake your hand? Should I?
3: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, it can be a little awkward. I mean, I'm socially awkward even under normal circumstances. (laughs) But Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, honestly, I'm so excited to enter the world again and see people. So that's mostly how I'm feeling. I want to have fun. I want to travel. I want to socialize. But you don't realize it can be a little daunting to just see people, especially to like go to a club again or something. And it's so many people uh, at once. No. It's a lot. I'm
0: not there yet. It, it, I'm it, not there it, yet. It, it's a lot. I'm there.
3: <laughs> I'm so there. Um, but it's a lot. I'm there, but it's also, it, it takes you a second. And that's why, you know, I don't really do many campaigns like this. Um, mm-hmm. but This one made a lot of sense for me because it's all about re-entering real life again.
0: So tell me about it. Neon zebras in real life again campaign. um, And there there are cocktails and well one that will take away any awkwardness I think. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Once you get a drink or two in you, but but what's the what's the idea behind the campaign?
3: Um, Neon zebra are these uh, very new, uh, very delicious, easy cocktail mixers. Um, That's what they are. They're not cocktails. Okay. They're cocktail mixers. So uh, they come in four different flavors. There's a margarita, a daiquiri, a mojito, and a, I'm forgetting one, a whiskey sour. Thank you. Um,
0: oh, that used to be my favorite. That oh, used to was my
3: favorite. Now I'm old and I just drink straight <laughs> up whiskey. No, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. But um, no, they're super easy. And you just mix them each with like the corresponding alcohol of your mm-hmm. choice. You mix them up. It's as simple as that.
0: Nice. So what was your first big... Thing out of the house.
3: Oh boy, my first big thing out of a house. A friend of mine had a birthday party. Okay, um, a couple of weeks ago, um, and he's gay, so of course there were nine thousand people there. <laughs> of all the times for the world to reopen, like Pride Month is a particularly overwhelming <laughs> time. So, for LGBTQ people, we're really having a moment because the world is reopening and there are all these events and all these things you can go to and friends pulling you here and there and it is important to remember that you don't have to go everywhere.
0: Yeah, you 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 had uh, an involvement with the Stonewall Inn and and their their program. So so what has what has Pride meant for you this year? You're you're so right. I hadn't thought about that that cohesion of Pride month and the world kind of coming out and yes. like
3: being. Exactly, we're all <laughs> being. <yeah. laughs> yes. Well, I I've always thought pride is a very important A very important event, Um, you know, I've always been an out gay actor and comedian, even from my earliest days, pounding the pavement in New York and performing my earliest stand-up and sketch shows for 20 people in the basement of a bar or wherever we were 20 years ago. And at that time, you know, especially in my industry, it, Mm it was not very accepting, you know. But I think pride is a moment we can all come together every corner of the community. And it's a community that keeps evolving um, and growing, which is great. And it's a moment for all of us to come together and just keep pushing the world forward and, you know, reminding people that we're here and that Mm. we shouldn't be kept from any and all opportunities uh, just because we might alienate someone.
0: I like rom-coms. I mean, bros. Like, where are you with with the with the filming with the production because you're behind the scenes and in front of the camera for this one right
3: I am yeah this is a big one for me. It's a huge one for me. We were a few weeks from shooting when quarantine started last year, so we had to shut down which was quite heartbreaking and challenging yeah as it was many people went through that in my industry and in many industries but I'm very happy to say we're gonna shoot this fall it is a hilarious. Judd Apatow produced comedy. But this is his first one that centers LGBTQ people. I co-wrote it with Nick Stoller. I'm starring in it. I'm producing it with a bunch of other people. Um, and
0: just you know, boss moves all over this project. Well, uh, we're trying.
3: You know, it hasn't been easy. I've been, I've been working on this script for years now. Um, and it's been interesting because the world has evolved in so many ways, even since we first started working on this script. And um, I can't announce who's in the cast just yet, but... Oh, yes, you can. I I can because (laughs) many many straight executives would kill me, ironically. (laughs) They still have a lot of power, those straight folks. But, But the cast is honestly the part I am most excited about. It is just... It's just a cast you've never seen in a studio comedy like this, just across the board. And it's just really, really exciting. So yeah, we're going to shoot this fall on the East Coast. I'm a native New Yorker. Um, spent most of my life there. Obviously, Billy on the Street is maybe the most New York uh, show ever. <laughs> ever. Um, so New York's my favorite place.
0: And you just, you just a few days ago posted a throwback clip of Billy on the Street with Chris Evans. So yeah. So what are some of your favorite, just most memorable moments from that show? Oh, my God.
3: So many. so many. I mean, I've been doing it off and on for a really long time. But the most memorable one to me is we shot a segment with Michelle Obama, um, and also Big Bird was in it, and also Elena, <laughs> who's a recurring person who comes on the show show this older lady who's just a regular New Yorker that we that we occasionally have on the show. And yeah, this is when the Obamas were in office. So she was the sitting first lady of the United States. We couldn't run around on the street together. But we shot it in a supermarket in DC. And I did but you know, we made it like a Billy on the street segment where we're running around and we're Mm -hmm. on parts and I'm (laughs) shouting questions and the whole thing. And I just that still blows me away that she agreed to do that and that she was so game and so fun and she let it be spontaneous. We did not plan it. But at the same time, the secret service was standing right there and the whole thing was wild. And, um, and, and she has stayed an acquaintance and, and part of my life, and been so supportive. And I, you know, what can really top that? Not much.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, I have before I lose you. I have a couple of quick uh, Billy on the Street questions I'm going to throw at you. I need you to, you know, like be on the receiving end of this. All right. Favorite uh, Beyonce song? Go.
3: Oh, End of Time.
0: End of Time.
3: Yes. And that is a, a, a someone. That's an album cut. cut. That's, so a deep, I'm that's a deep. That's a deep real cut. Beyonce fan end of time. Yeah. my God. It's one of the, it's, it was like, I think it was technically a single maybe, but I don't know if it was a huge hit, but it's one of the best Beyonce's.
0: I love it. I love it. All right. Uh, four Oh five or the 10, four Oh five or the 10 oh,
3: secret about me is that I, I, I am in LA, but I don't drive a car. Um, because I grew up in New York city and I never got a driver's license. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I'll say the four Oh five, just because it's kind of iconic.
0: No, I'm fixing the four oh five. It's the four or five hours. <laughs> I told you, I don't know anything. I'm I,
3: I'm in the car and looking at my phone, you know, like a normal person.
0: Kim, Chris, or Courtney? No interest. Or Chloe.
3: No interest. I've never I once watched five minutes of the Kardashian show when it was first exploding because it was getting all this attention and it just not for me. It just doesn't hold my interest. I don't I don't find them to be very compelling. But more power to them, I guess. Keep
0: it all the way real. I love it. And the the very last one, best drink if you're going out with your friends again.
3: Oh, I love a margarita. I love a margarita. And hey, Neon Zebra Cocktail Mixer. They have a margarita (laughs) mixer. So there you go. But margarita is my favorite drink. It's over the summer at least.
0: That was Billy Eichner. For more on him, head over to people.com. And now sending you off into the weekend with a quick fun summer recipe to make you smile. Here is one of my all-time favorite desserts, strawberry shortcake, made easy in cupcake form, courtesy of People Food and Lifestyle editor and dessert food influencer, seriously, look her up, Anna Calderon. Take it away, Anna. Hey, People Everyday Podcast listeners. Strawberries are at their best right now, so I'm going to walk you through my go-to summer dessert recipe to let them shine, strawberry shortcake cupcakes using a box mix. No shame there because we're going to doctor it up a bit for the most flavor and fluffy texture. Combine one vanilla cake box mix with one package of instant vanilla pudding, three quarter cups water, a half a cup vegetable oil, eight ounces of sour cream, and four eggs. Bake as directed in cupcake liners, then once they're cool, scoop out a hole in the middle of each with a melon baller. Set those aside and then let's make a super easy strawberry filling. Cut up one pint of strawberries into very tiny pieces and then combine them with one to two tablespoons of strawberry jam. Then stuff the filling into each cupcake, top with a dollop of sweetened whipped cream, and enjoy. In a word, nom. <laughs> Alright, have a great weekend everyone. Talk to you soon. People Every Day is produced by Julia Weaver, with help from Fallon Harge, Darby Masters, Maureen Malarkey, and Aliza Sessler. Executive produced by Christina Everett and mixed by Mary Dew, Josh Fisher, and Bahid Frazier. People's executive producers are David Flumenbaum and Zoe Ruderman. Special thanks to Nikki Etor, Will Lee, and the incredible staff at iHeartMedia and People.